Hi, this is Kenny. I'm recording a kind of a preface to the episode that you're about to listen to. The audio quality wasn't exactly up to the standard that I like it to be for these episodes. It's not really something that I can fix in post-production, but I did want to go ahead and get the episode out there because the content was really good and the content was something that I really enjoyed producing. So please bear with me this episode. I'm going to try to have all the audio issues ironed out by the next episode's release. And without further ado, uh, here's the episode. Hello and welcome to the Surefooted Podcast. My name is Kenny. I'm your host. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. I want to start this episode out a little bit different than I've started out previous episodes. And this is going to be something that I'm going to continue to try and do with every episode going forward. I, I want this to be really Christ-focused. I want it to be biblically-centered. I want to leave as much of myself out of it and put as much of Christ into it as I can. I want to start this episode with a prayer. I want to start every episode going forward with a prayer. I want to pray uh, for you. If you have any type of prayer request or any type of need, you can reach out to me uh, on um, any of our forms of social media, on Instagram, the Facebook page, on the website, uh, our email address, Kenny at surefootedpodcast.com. Any way that you need to reach out to me, and and I'm not going to pray for you, you know, live on the podcast. You know, I'll pray for you during my quiet prayer time if you do have any prayer requests. But I want this to be, I want this to be a regular part of what I do uh, in my podcast. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Father God, I come to you, Lord, thanking you for the day, uh, thanking you for everything that I was able to accomplish today, Father God. Lord, as I sit down and I I get ready to record this episode, I pray that you would just be with me, Father God, that you would order my words, Father God, that you would let this be something that brings glory to you and edification to your name, Father God. I pray that you would let me leave my opinions at the, the back burner, Father God, and that you would let me make more of you through this, Lord. I pray that you would open up opportunities for this to reach people who need to hear about you, Father God. I pray that you would open up avenues for this to reach people that normally wouldn't hear the gospel, Father God. Lord, I thank you for everything um, that you've allowed me so far, Father God. I praise your name, and I thank you for these opportunities that I have to to tell people about you, Father God, and to tell people about who you are and, and what you mean to me, Lord. I thank you for it, and I praise your name. Amen. I was reading in Acts the other day, and I came across Acts chapter six, and the um, basically it's when uh, the um, the church has to choose uh, some people to help serve in the church. They're having an issue with getting um, food out to widows and things like that, and they need some people to uh, to work in the church basically. So the elders uh, find the people that they would like to to uh, do the work and they present them before the apostles and they're they're put into these positions um, of servitude in the church. I'm going to read Acts chapter 6 and 7. It may be a little it may be a little long on the reading, but if you will just bear with me, it's it's really good information and I've got a lot of things that I want to try to unpack after after I read this. Now, I'm reading out of the ESV. Um, be sure to follow along in whatever, um, you know, whatever uh, translation of the Bible that you like to use. But we're going to go ahead and get started. 
Acts chapter 6, 7 chosen to serve. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to do this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, a procurus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and, Parmen and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Stephen is seized. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw his face was like the face of an angel. Acts chapter 7. Stephen's speech. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham, and he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred, and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them four hundred years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day, and Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him, and rescued him out of all his afflictions, and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers could not find could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh, 
And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob, his father, and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died. He and our fathers, and they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so they would not be kept alive. At this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight, and he was brought up for three months in his father's house, and then he was exposed. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them, and as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers, why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now, when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire and a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he drew near to look, there came a voice. There came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for this place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside, and in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, and offered a sacrifice to the idol, and were rejoicing in the word in the works of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up the tent of Moloch, and the star of your god Raphine, and images that you made to worship, and I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers, who had the tent in the wilderness, our fathers, who had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it, according to the pattern that he had seen, our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua when they dispersed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was until the days of David, who found favor in the sight of God, and asked to find a dwelling place for God, for the God of Jacob. 
But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is this place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they had heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. They cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the, witness and the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. All right, guys. Um, this was really eye-opening for me when I was reading it. Stephen, you know, they, they chose him to do some work in the church. They needed somebody who, could, who they could trust to make sure that these widows got their daily allotment of whatever it was that they were allotted, probably food and things like that. And they chose Stephen, and he was full of the Holy Spirit. And, and after he did his service in the church, he went out and he did signs and wonders. And generally just, you know, made a, made a big ruckus for Jesus, which in, in those days, that was kind of a dangerous thing to do. There were still a lot of people who, who were threatened by what Jesus had said before his death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. And... And speaking about these things, and especially doing signs and wonders in the name of Jesus, was something that would bring a lot of attention to you, both in a positive way and in definitely a negative way as well from from the people who were in charge at the time. So they scooped Stephen up. They scooped him up, and they fabricated a bunch of false charges against him, and they basically said, you know, these are the things that you're doing. We've already made up our mind about it. There's really nothing you can do to change our mind. And Stephen uh, unloads on them. He, he goes into a bunch of Old Testament scripture, which is the scripture that they had at the time. Uh, they, they studied that scripture just like we do now. And he laid it out for them basically from the time of Abraham all the way through to when the prophets... Um, you spoke about the coming of the Messiah, which was Jesus, and how they had done the same thing to Jesus that their forefathers had done to the prophets that God sent previously. And they didn't like it. They didn't like what they were hearing. They took him directly outside and they killed him for what he was saying. And there was nothing that Stephen said that, that wasn't scripturally based. And there was nothing that Stephen said that was contextually inaccurate. Uh, the things that he said they did, you know, rejecting uh, Jesus just as their forefathers had rejected the prophets before him uh, was contextually accurate. That's exactly what they did. And, you know, that just kind of goes to show you that a lot of times people don't like hearing the truth. <laughs> they would much rather hear anything but the truth. And when confronted with the stone cold truth, 
the only thing that they could do to silence him was to kill him. And that's what they did. Now, I would say that the impact that Stephen made for the kingdom of God on earth and for the cause of Christ was super significant, to say the least. This is something that happened over 2,000 years ago, and here we are talking about it today. Yeah, I would say that's something that had a lasting effect and made a, a very, very significant impact. Do I think that God still lays out plans like this for us to follow today? I do. I do. I don't see anything biblically that would contradict that. Actually, we have a lot of biblical support for it. You know, um, it tells us that God has uh, works that he has laid out for us to do that, that we should accomplish while we're here. So I do believe that God has plans laid out for us and, and that he uh, sets things in our path and puts us in particular places at particular times and puts things in motion that will allow us to accomplish things uh, for his kingdom on earth. I don't see any um, <laughs> biblical contradiction to that. To the contrary, we see lots of biblical support for it. Now, will everybody have as significant an impact on the kingdom as Stephen did? Uh, that I don't know. I really don't. I do know that everyone, if they follow the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit and they follow the direction that God gives, that they will have a positive impact for the kingdom. I do know that. Do we sometimes feel like like our like the the path that God has put us on, do we sometimes feel like ours is less significant than someone else's? Sure, sure, I think we all do. And I really think that's part of our human nature just creeping into it. Regardless of that though, I, I think that if we all take a step back and focus more on what God is having us do and obeying the Holy Spirit and where it leads in our lives and not so much focus on what other people are doing um, in their lives, then really I think it's going to work out for the best for everybody involved. Um, number one, we're going to get more accomplished for the kingdom if we're focused on, on doing what we're supposed to do for the kingdom as opposed to looking at other people's journey and saying, wow, I really wish I was on their journey. Number two, you know, it, it is a lot... Um, it's just a lot better for everybody involved if you just stay in your own lane sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't want to get discouraged in where I'm at with what Christ has for me to do in comparison to where somebody else may be at in their journey with Christ. I want to focus on the things that I'm doing and the leading of the Holy Spirit where I am and make sure that I accomplish everything that he has for me to. And... You know, comparing my journey with somebody else's makes that a lot harder. Really, when it boils down to it, the the best that we can that we can hope for in any situation that we're in is to react to it like Stephen did. Through the entire ordeal, he he's stuck to scripture. He made everything about Christ. He didn't put any of his own um, conjecture into it or anything like that. And, and he stuck fast to the cause of Christ th throughout the entire ordeal. Now, am I saying that that we're gonna that part of God's plan for our life is to, to be exactly like Stephen and to go through this um, trial and tribulation and be stoned at the end of it? I'm, I'm not saying that by any means. Am I saying that, that the course that God puts you on could be a tumultuous course and full of trials and tribulations sure yeah that's that's definitely a possibility 
you know, Christ never called us to a life of comfort. You know, the, the life that we, the life that we live in Christ is going to be hard sometimes. And there's really nothing that we can do to get around that. But if we do handle it like Stephen did, then, then we will definitely uh, come out on the side of good and we will definitely edify the kingdom of Christ and we will make a positive impact for it no matter what the outcome is. Now, having said all that, um, I thought this was a really interesting uh, couple of chapters of Scripture. You know, it's something that we hear about a lot, um, but when you really just get down to brass tacks and think about it, um, you know, it was a it was a hard a hard path that God put Stephen on, and it it ended at least here on Earth in an uncomfortable situation. But there's not a doubt in my mind that you know at the point in Scripture where it tells us he fell asleep, there's not a doubt in my mind that instantaneously he wasn't in heaven at that point. He kept his eyes on the prize. He knew that the the suffering that we have here on Earth is temporary, and he knew that ultimately. You know, ultimately, the, the goal that we're striving for is, is what's beyond here. Um, so if we can do that, if we can keep our mindset like Stephen um, in the journey that God puts us on, then there's not a doubt in my mind that we will all do well in the things that God would have us to do and that we would um, make a positive impact and that, that things would work out really, um, really well in those scenarios. Uh, regardless of how hard they are, regardless of the, the trials and tribulations that pop up. So having said all that, um, I would like to thank you for joining me today. I really enjoyed going over um, going over this uh, couple of chapters in Acts with you. Once again, if, if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, please feel free to reach out to me at Kenny at SureFootedPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, that's SureFootedPodcast. Um, we're also on Twitter at the Surefooted Podcast, and we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, the Surefooted Podcast. Uh, you can search for us on Facebook, and you can connect to us that way. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to um, leave a rating and a review. Um, the better ratings that we get, and the better review, the more reviews that we have the more likely it is that people are going to find this podcast when they're searching for new podcasts to listen to. So if you're on iTunes, be sure to do that. And for that matter, do it uh, anywhere that you listen to the podcast. Positive ratings are good, and um, positive reviews are good. If you have a problem with it, feel free to leave that as well. But I would much rather you reach out to me um, privately and, and tell me about that, and maybe I can help get that resolved for you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy your week. And once again, if there's anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to ask. I love you guys and make the most um, that you can for Christ's kingdom this week. You guys have a great day.